Welcome to Chief's Chat, a look at public safety issues and initiatives in the city of Crystal, a fully developed northwest suburb of Minneapolis in Minnesota. We are your hosts, Chief Stephanie Revering and Chief Sarah Larson with the West Metro Fire Rescue District. And we welcome you to our first ever public safety podcast. Sarah and I are excited to start this. We are going to have a quarterly podcast throughout the next 12 months or so, and we'll be talking about various things regarding public safety. Um, But today we're going to share with you a little bit about Sarah and I and who we are and why we became a police officer and a firefighter in our respective cities, and then talk to you a little bit about our programming is in both of our cities and what we do as police officers and firefighters. So Sarah, could you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Yes, I began my career in the fire service with the Golden Valley Fire Department as a paid-on-call firefighter, and that was back in 1996. And then I went on to become a full-time inspector with the city of Maple Grove, and then went back to Golden Valley, where actually I hadn't left, but I became full-time in Golden Valley as their training coordinator that did all the firefighter training and public education for the city. And in 2007, I became a administrative captain with the West Metro Fire Rescue District, which serves both the cities of Crystal and New Hope. And in 2013, I was named the chief. And Sarah, tell our listeners what it is that you love about being a fire chief. The most incredible thing about being a fire chief for me is serving the firefighters. West Metro is a paid-on-call fire department. It's actually a combination. We have seven full-time firefighters and 54 paid-on-call firefighters, which means they're firefighters along with everything else that they do. And it is with such commitment that they serve these communities, and nothing gives me greater pleasure than serving them. That's great. Do you find yourself, because of your role, um, Are you out there training with your firefighters on a regular basis? Are you out there serving the residents and community of communities of Crystal and New Hope? Do you go to calls for service? I do go to calls for service. Um, I train quite a bit with the firefighters. And um, we, as the full-time firefighters, we respond to most of the calls for service that occur between 8 and 4, um, Monday through Friday. And I serve in a command function at most structure fires that we have. Great. Well, I will tell you a little bit about myself and my history as a police officer. In 1997, I started with the Crystal Police Department as a community service officer while I was going to college. And uh, in 1998, when I finished my uh, what they call the skills program or the police academy, um, is when I actually got offered a police officer position here in Crystal. And... Uh, served five years uh, working as a patrol officer, and then in 2003 uh, was promoted to sergeant, where I worked another five years on the road leading a team out on the night shift, leading that team and having a great time, I might add. And, and then in 2008, I was fortunate enough to become our community policing engagement sergeant. And in 2009, was promoted to deputy chief. And then in 2012, uh, was appointed by our city manager as police chief. And I have a little bit of a law enforcement background in my family. My dad was the chief of police in the city of Anoka for 33 years. He served as a police officer. And everyone always asks me, is that why you became a police officer? And I always have to tell this story that I actually started to go to college for business fashion. 
And people laugh <laughs> at that, because, right? See, they laugh because now I wear a uniform every day for my career, and they go, why in the heck were you going to school for business fashion? And it's because I actually thought that that's what I wanted to do for a career um, because I loved clothing, loved the fashion world. Um, but I was bored when I took my first few classes in, in business management and decided to take an intro to criminal justice class and fell in love. And so I switched my major, and that's how I became a police officer. The reason I was laughing, Steph, is because I actually was an and a studio arts major in college, which is about as uh, closely related to firefighting as your right. business exactly. <laughs> so you have two, and, and here's something that's a little well, not a little. It's it's um it's pretty cool in my opinion that the city of New Hope and Crystal have female a police and a fire chief, right? And that's unheard of. There are a total of at least police chiefs out of the 400 police agencies in the state of Minnesota. There's 11 women who lead the police departments or sheriff's offices. Do you know how many There are two. Chiefs? Two. Two females in the whole state of Minnesota. That there are a number of assistant chiefs and deputy chiefs, but there are two female fire chiefs. Yeah, so the fact that we, you and I, as females, get to lead these two cities, and I think is, is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to uh, talk about our community programming that we have for 2020. Every year, the fire department spends a great deal of time educating the children and community on fire safety. A lot of the ways that we actually educate parents is through their children. And we do, in the fall, we do uh, safety education through kindergarten through second grade in all the Robbinsdale schools and Beacon Academy. And in, in the spring, we do third grade. And it's really important for us to be out in the community and out in the schools. So a family member or community member has a stressful situation going on that when we respond, that we are there and they can feel comfortable with us. So as much as we can do out in the community, we do. Um, community outreach is hugely important to us. We do a food drive, a firefighters fighting hunger food drive, the third Saturday in uh, March every year. That happens to be the 21st this year, and we'll be out at the um, local grocery stores in both New Hope and Crystal from 11 till 3 collecting donations and food for the food group. And that is the ninth year that we'll be doing that. Um, cool. Every Halloween we have a trucker treat event where we'll go out into the neighborhoods and hand out glow sticks to trick-or-treaters that are dark as we say and so it's kind of cool they'll come running up to the to the trucks and we'll hand out glow sticks and then they go away lit up and that makes us feel better about the whole evening last year we gave out nearly 2,000 glow sticks and then we also open the stations and they can get treats and glow sticks at the stations and that's a, a really fun program because it's fun to see all the trick-or-treaters and I think this year your department and my department are actually partnering in May because we're hosting our first, well, it's not our first annual open house because we've always had an open house for the police department. But it was department. on National Night yeah. Out or Night to Unite. Yep, exactly. So we changed it now to so it's separated because we want to make sure that on Night to Unite that it, our officers were actually out there in the community and that the community wasn't coming to the police department. So mm -hmm. now we're doing it in the spring, and I believe that we're partnering with you guys, and you're going to have a fire truck here as well. Yep, we're going to be... Um, Opening up Station 2 and having our open house there, there'll be a couple of uh, demonstrations, uh, live fire demonstration, I'm pretty sure, and a high-angle firefighter rescue. Very it is, it'll be fun. There'll Very be trucks and all sorts of interesting firefighting stuff and police stuff, I'm sure. Very exciting. So another one of our really effective programs is our home safety survey. 
And this is where firefighters will come out to your house. You can just sign up and and they'll come out and they will spend time walking through your home with you, talking about the hazards that they see or that are in your house and ways to remedy them. They will check your smoke detectors. And if you are missing smoke detectors or you need new batteries or they're old, they will replace them or replace the batteries. They will check to see that you have a properly working carbon monoxide detector. And if that needs to be replaced, they will do that too. They will give you a fire extinguisher. And it's just an amazing program. And we actually, back in um, January, responded to a fire where the homeowner had put the fire out with the fire extinguisher that they would received from the home safety survey, which was absolutely incredible. And they went to had the skills or the extinguisher itself to do that, and they made a huge difference in the amount of damage that was done to their house by doing that. So that's one of our most successful programs. That's great. For the police department, um, you know, I think our community has been great in partnering with us with regards to a lot of our programming. Uh, for example, the adult, Robbinsdale's Adult Academic School up in our Crystal Shopping Center partnered with us a few years ago where we have a community engagement officer that attends the school and speaks to the students there about what it is that uh, law enforcement does for you. For example, a lot of those students are from a different um, country than the United States, and so they may not understand the different laws that we have here and so we we go into the school and tell them hey this is what happens in case you do get pulled over by a police officer and unfortunately in a lot of different countries there's there's various things that police officers do that are not good and um, so we make sure and tell them what it is that we would like them to do when you do get pulled over by a police officer and then they we also do different programming throughout our community with um, regards to copy with a cop and the Toys for Tots drive, like you do a lot of times? Yeah, we're a collection point for Toys for Tots. But our real big one is uh, Be a Santa for a Senior, Mm -hmm. Yeah, which we partner with uh, John Stuck, and he is from Home Instead Senior Care, and they give out. We collected and delivered hundreds of presents this year for seniors at Centennial Lakes. Mm Here in Crystal and um, Northridge and Good Samaritan. And New Hall. How can can the community get involved in that? Do they get? They can come in to our stations and get an ornament off the tree. It's our New Hope station at 4251 Zylon Avenue North, and then the Starbucks in Crystal. They can go and there's a tree in the lobby or our entryway, and you can get an ornament and then fill that wish or that ornament, fill what's on that, and bring it back in, and then we'll deliver it to you. So that's one way that the community can be involved. Very cool. Actually, it's because of the community that the whole thing works. Very cool. And Sarah and I are talking about this past Christmas because we literally just went through it here a few months ago. And besides um, the Santa piece, we also, the police department, does shop with a cop. Mm -hmm. And so we take kids from all around our community that maybe need some assistance with with giving gifts to their family members. And then we shop with them at Target. We bring them back to our neighborhood outreach office at the shopping center and wrap their presents and have a big pizza party. You guys always post pictures of that on your social media. It's always such, it looks like so much fun. We do, and it is a ton of fun, especially because not only are the kids there, but at the end the parents come in and the parents can see 
how excited and happy the kids are because they're not just buying gifts for themselves. They're actually buying presents for their family members and are able to wrap them for their family members. So it's a lot of fun, ton of fun. Some of the, the community engagement and proactive policing efforts that we're doing uh, for 2020 is we really want to leverage our social media messaging to engage our residents in investigations of crimes. We unfortunately, as you know, have various crimes throughout the community that we may need the public public's help in. And so we've been putting certain crimes on our social media pages for tip line information. And that's that has helped us a lot. Um, so we're going to continue to do that throughout 2020. And then we also want to develop creative projects designed to proactively address crime trends and the quality of life issues for our residents in Crystal. And that is a great segue to the question I have for you regarding the fire department and you, I mean, what do you want to tell our residents, like the fires that you go to, what is the, the biggest thing that you see with regards to the fire calls? Like what can people do to make sure that a fire doesn't happen in their home? Well, to make sure that a fire doesn't happen in your home, my biggest piece of advice <laughs> to not leave cooking unattended. Yeah. We um, have responded to so many cooking fires and, and like most of them we have don't get beyond the container or beyond the room. And then the other one is garages. I know that our fire prevention department is going to be is um, focusing on garage fires because we've had a number of garage fires in the cities of Crystal and New Hope and making sure that you don't use extension cords for permanent wiring. Make sure that you do not have so much stuff in your house or your garage that you have added to this fire load. You know, making sure that you store your tools and equipments in the proper manner. These are all things that can help you, but heating and cooking and in Crystal and New Hope, this garage fire issue that we've been having, concentrating on on that prevention would is really yeah, I would agree. I would think for us, it's the same thing, right? The, the majority of calls that you're going to, we're going to as well. And and uh, the cooking calls are the ones that we get often. Mm-hmm. I'm going to segue a little bit to mental health calls for service that both the police and fire departments get externally from our residents. And then also I'm going to touch just a little bit on internally on on what it is that we're doing for wellness for our for our police officers and firefighters, the the mental health calls for service for for Crystal has gone up significantly in the in the last couple of years, and it's something that I'm very passionate about because I want to make sure that uh, we as a police department are getting our residents the help that they deserve, and these calls for service because our officers have been highly trained in in. Uh, various degrees with regards to mental health training, but they are taking a very long time for officers on some of these calls that we get. And and, and that's okay. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but w- what I want our listeners to understand is that a lot of times if we are on a call for service where, where someone needs our help because of a mental health crisis, it might mean that we won't be able to respond to a non-emergency call for a while, right? And I don't want residents to think that we're not responding at all because that's not it. I just want to make sure that our residents hear that 
you know, they may get told by our dispatch that it may take a little bit of time. And I, I understand that would be frustrating when you're calling the police because you need assistance. But our mental health calls is definitely a priority for us. In fact, right now we are conducting research and we'll be hopefully partnering with Hennepin County um, regarding mental health programs um, for our police department, hoping to embed a mental health professional social worker inside of our police department. In fact, the chiefs from New Hope and Robbinsdale and myself will be meeting with uh, Hennepin County in the next couple of weeks to discuss that program, and, and I'm hoping that it comes to fruition for, for our cities. Um, and then you have the internal piece of wellness for both fire and police officers, and not just mentally, but physically and spiritually and all of that good stuff. And for the last couple of years, we've been researching what to do and, and how to prioritize, making sure that our officers are, are safe and being physically fit and mentally fit and all of that stuff. And so um, hopefully within the next few weeks, we'll be coming out with policy and procedure that has a more encompassing um, wellness program about it. And I know that's something that you also are um, concerned with, just as I am, with regards to the health and welfare of your fire officers. Mm -hmm. Yes. Firefighting, just the nature of what it is, is, is incredibly stressful on the body. And uh, mental health issues have become more and more prevalent in the fire service, along with cardiac and cancer. Because of the chemicals that are associated with smoke, fire and the things that we store in our houses and plastics and stuff like that. Um, firefighters have an extremely high risk of getting cancer and working towards the type of physical that you should have with your doctor and what you should be doing for heart health is all been very important to us. We've been working towards getting a health and wellness program together for our department, although it's, it's very, very difficult to find out what will motivate your firefighters and actually implement that kind of program. But MinFire is um, available to all our firefighters, and if anybody's feeling the need or stress of the job or life, they can reach out and call, and they can get um, help. That's awesome. Well, <clears throat> Chief Larson and I want to thank you for listening today. That's it for our show. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to episodes are released quarterly and are posted on the City of Crystal's website and via social media. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and other podcast applications. If you have an idea for an episode, feedback, or want to get in touch, you can connect with us at stephanie.revering at crystalmn.gov. Until next time, take care. Thank you. Thank you.